Hi guys, welcome to Made It Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hayflin. Made It Happen Podcast is a series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with young female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. So today I'm going to be speaking with Nikki Tai, who's currently a marketing manager for a service company, running social media accounts for clients on the side, and working on her own influencer accounts when she has free time. She calls herself the queen of writing captions and is an endless source of internet culture references. While we're talking about female-owned businesses, you guys have to check out Alpha Swimwear. Alpha was created by women for women and allows all body types to feel confident and empowered in their super cute, comfortable, and luxurious bikinis. Alpha isn't just another bikini brand, it was made for women like you. Self-love is their priority and all the swimwear is designed and handmade in Canada. And right now you can get 10% off your purchase using the code made it happen. Just visit Alphaware Boutique at A-L-F-A-W-E-A-R Boutique.com and use the code made it happen for 10% off your purchase. So I just want to start us off by saying thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. And I'm definitely excited to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I've never considered myself an entrepreneur. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess how we start off just telling us a bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. So I mostly work in the marketing world. I've worked at a bunch of different agencies. I actually started out in computing science as a web developer and then ended up finishing with a Bachelor of Commerce instead. Um, One of the jobs I was at, they were getting me to do some of their marketing and I just loved it. So I ended up switching into it. Um, Now I'm just a marketing manager for a service company and I do some influencing stuff on the side. And then I also just have a handful of my own clients, which I recently started. So (laughs) plate's a little full right now, but it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, um, so with your sort of own social media marketing right now, what made you decide to start that? So I kind of realized that all this like work I'd been doing for agencies, I was basically doing the, like the work was just me, but at like a five times the price markup, right? Cause you've got all the overhead of an agency and all the cost. So I realized I'd be able to offer my services that were ultimately the exact same thing you'd be getting from an agency, but just at like a much lower cost since I have next to no overhead. So it took the leap and just a couple weeks ago, I think posted that I'd be taking on clients of my own and got a handful. So that's been fun, but new and interesting. And I think eventually it may spur into my own actual business, but yeah, just some freelancing for now. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, so how has it been so far? Like, I guess, how did you get your first clients going into that? Uh, My first clients going into that, I was actually contracted out by, which is funny, the two last agencies I worked for actually contracted me out. And then 
one of the businesses that reached out was a local business, um, actually a cannabis company, which is pretty cool. And then another one was a nonprofit that um, someone referred, like someone who had seen my story referred to me. So, yeah. Awesome. And so with your other side business as an influencer, how did you get started into that? Uh, I think I was in my first year of university when I saw a girl. This was when like influencer stuff was pretty new. And I saw a girl from my city who was probably like one of the very few influencers that Edmonton had at the time. And I was like, this girl is getting paid to post pictures from her outfits. Like, what is this? So I basically just like decided the goal. I was like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what this girl is doing and started meeting up with local photographers and just kind of started out modeling just because that was the only way to get someone to take your picture for free. Uh, so I started doing that and then I eventually met some blogger friends and then we would take each other's photos and it just kind of, yeah, grew from there. Awesome. So for building your followers that just come along sort of once you started getting into doing those photo shoots or did you have sort of a following before even that? Uh, I definitely didn't. I think I probably had like a thousand followers when I started actually trying with my account. I think my account was kind of like a guinea pig account for like all the different like growth methods you can do. So I remember like the summer that I probably grew the most, like within, I want to say two months, I probably gained about 4,000 of my followers because I was running a bot that would like every photo that was posted with the hashtag yag, which <laughs> now I look back, that was probably pretty spammy, but like the thing to do at the time. So yeah, just a bunch of like scrappy growth methods kind of, and like obviously posting good content at the same time that people would like see my page and then want to follow. But a mix of those is kind of how I grew it. Oh, okay, awesome. When um, businesses or partnerships sort of reach out, like, is there any sort of considerations like you have to take beforehand, like deciding if that's sort of the right brand fit for you? Yeah, so I've actually... I think just with what everything that's going on right now, the amount of like influencer partnerships hap happening has like increased a lot. I've gotten a lot of um, emails lately and a lot of them, I definitely have to look at the offer and see if it like aligns with my brand, but also right now if it's like distasteful, mm -hmm. like there are a lot of companies wanting, cause right now I don't really want to sell stuff. Cause the last thing people need right now is more things. So like the collab I recently did was with Hey You because it was reality TV, which everyone wants to sit at home and binge anyway. And they said they would give everyone a free month. So that kind of made it make sense for my followers. And then the next partnership that I'm working on now is with Bumble. So once again, like a free service that lots of people use and can like actually benefit people without just like selling them like uh, skinny teas or like <laughs> other shit they don't need. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's actually super interesting. Because I was wondering, I guess, with everything going on, if like, if businesses are looking more towards influencers, or if they're trying to cut back. So that's super interesting that they're definitely getting more into it, which makes sense, too. Yeah, I'm definitely getting more emails than ever, but also more emails of brands wanting you to work with them for free. Like, which always happens, but now they're like trying to take advantage of the situation a bit to be like, 
it's hard times work with us for free please <laughs> yeah so i guess when that happens sort of how do you how do you manage that as an influencer uh i think when i was smaller i got like taken advantage of a lot more like i would just be so excited to work with a brand that i do it for free or for like one small product even though it would be like hours of work but now i just reply with my rates per post and if they don't answer then yeah that's that okay. if it's that's just for big companies so if it's a local company i'll usually just work with them for free or for whatever they want to do mm -hmm. and i guess so when you were getting started and like even just making sort of the rates for your posts and different things that actually go in on behind the scenes how did you sort of figure all of that out on your own when you were getting started? Ooh, that's a good question because I probably undercharged for so long. I was just like, yeah, like a hundred dollars a post was probably like my going rate for a long time, even till like probably a year ago. But one of my close friends actually owns an influencer agency and she was the one who was like, okay, you need to raise your rates because the thing is if everyone works for free or if everyone works for like next to nothing, then no influencers are going to get paid a decent amount and you're getting paid not only for like your following and your market basically but also for the time it takes and the concept and the editing and the posting and the back and forth with approvals and it actually ends up taking a lot of time so if you go for a really low rate then it doesn't even end up being worth your time that definitely yeah it makes sense and i sort of what having a large large following is there sort of like is there those pros and cons of it? And I guess there's a lot of definitely negativity online sometimes. Do you ever get that with a large following? And sort of how do you deal with that if you do? Um, I think it depends on the platform. Like I've definitely had to come a long way from when I started. Cause when I started, I feel like people in my hometown and like friends of mine definitely made fun of me for it because they were like, oh, she thinks she's famous, like blah, blah, blah. But once you start doing well, people kind of back off with that a bit when they realize that like your Instagram page you read this month sort of thing, like then it's, <laughs> then it's like not so lame anymore. But um, as far as like negative comments, I don't really get any on Instagram, but I've been <laughs> making TikToks the last couple months and people on there are so mean sometimes. I've actually had to like delete the app for the day and just like step away because like I do not have thick skin at all wow I, I'm yeah I'm surprised like with TikTok that that's sort of the outcome and I was actually going to ask too because I'm like super interested as an influencer sort of what you think of that platform because it seems to just be taking over everything and so like what I guess your opinions are is it as an influencer yeah, it's super interesting right now. As anyone who wants to like start from like zero, I would totally recommend going on TikTok because it doesn't matter what your following is. Like your following and your views are like not that correlated on TikTok. Like someone with zero followers can go viral just because it's based on like a test audience and how the content performs with that test audience. Then the app shows it to more people and more people, etc. So even if you have a huge following and if doesn't do well with that test audience, then it won't have large reach, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, one of my friends actually, she has only been doing TikToks for a few months, but she did it super consistently and like was had a really good niche. And she's just about at 200,000 followers now. And that's just in a few months. 
Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much it's actually taking over. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard to think of like good TikToks though. Like it's a lot more strategy than like an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. A lot more behind the scenes than people think, I think when they sort of see the videos. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to be consistent too, because I only make one if I have like a good idea, which isn't that often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess going back to sort of, I guess your marketing and social media, um, where do you get the inspiration for your posts from when you're working with other businesses and sort of when you're working with different niches, I guess, how do you get in the mindset of that specific one when you're working with multiple industries? Ooh, okay. So what I do for all of my clients is I have like, before I work with anyone, we do a bit of, um, insights and I have a persona so it's (laughs) it's funny because anytime I like switch to a different client and like working on posts for a different client I feel like I become like a new person like all of a sudden I'm like Brad who loves craft beer and has oiler season tickets or like whatever it is so I'm not like typing like Nikki like I really get into that mindset and then for inspiration I spend a lot of time on Pinterest (laughs) because I find just like even just like mindlessly if I don't have any ideas for posts if I just scroll through Pinterest like something will spark an idea yeah definitely and I guess I was also super interested I saw that you were in New York for New York Fashion Week which I feel like is so many people's like lifelong dream can you just tell me a bit about that and sort of what what it was you were doing there and how that experience was Yeah. So that was something I didn't think I'd be able to do because I'm not that big on social media or anything. But one of my friends who owns the influencer agency had gone to fashion week and just kind of knew how to get into the shows and knew like the ins and outs. So she kind of arranged for a large group of us to go. I think it was about 12 girls and then she would just email the shows and companies and brands and pitch all of us all together which is a lot stronger than if you're just one person with 10,000 pitching and like some of the girls there had like a few hundred thousand so it was all kind of us like lumped in together I think that got us into more fashion shows. Awesome and how how was the experience for you? It was really cool I yeah I went to a few shows so there were very different. I think my favorite show was, it's called Flying Solo, and it's kind of like a store that has a ton of brands in it. Anyway, I ran into Rebecca Minkoff in the bathroom, and that was probably the highlight of my trip. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is, no one else would probably care, but I care. (laughs) That's awesome. And then I was also wondering, so we had met at the Community Foundations of Canada conference as the youth delegates there. How did you find out about that opportunity and how did you get involved into that? Okay, so that conference, I had never really worked with the Community Foundation before, but um, one of the ladies that worked there, uh, I think slightly knew of me and they were having actually an essay contest sort of thing to go to this conference. So um, I think the question was, how do you use social media to build community, I think was the question, the essay question. So literally the day I think it was due, I found out about this, wrote a really quick essay and submitted it and yeah, ended up going. Awesome. 
Okay. And I guess, so moving on, um, do you have any sort of future plans for, I guess, your business or as an influencer or anything like that you want to share? That's a good question. I feel like we're all in such a like transitionary period, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess that's kind of a decision I have to make if I want to kind of keep going with my own business or going as an employee. I'm not sure. I don't know if I could ever see myself being like full-time business owner just because it's so hectic. I guess I kind of like the structure of a nine to five and then having the other stuff on the side. So I'll probably keep doing that. And with my influencer stuff, I kind of like where that's at too. I can't ever see myself being like huge on anything because I don't think I would be great at that. But yeah, I'll definitely just keep stagnant with my Instagram. Hopefully keep going to, once we can travel again, I want to go to every fashion week I can go to. And then I'll try to keep making TikToks because they're fun. I just need to figure out my niche and stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I guess like you're definitely doing a lot right now. You said you'd have the full plate. How do you manage your time with doing all those sort of multiple businesses? Uh, I'm very much a scheduler. I like plan out every hour of every day. And that's like the only way I can get things done. Like the night before... I'll like start a note on my phone and just plan out every hour of the next day. And I find if I don't do that, I don't do anything. Like when you work from home and you're kind of like in charge of your own time, I find I really need to schedule if I want to be like super productive. Absolutely. And so I guess just to finish off, we're just going to do a quick 30 second um, round question. So just say sort of the first thing that comes to your mind. Your go-to isolation activity. Playing with my dog. One word to describe your personal brand. Introvert. Your dream company to work for, whether that's social media or influence or either one. Shopify. Uh, A book you'd recommend. The Selfish Gene. Someone you admire or look up to. Uh, My mom. The weirdest DM you've ever gotten. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have a whole separate, in- like I have a personal Instagram account too. And I post all the like super weird DMs I get on there. But a funny one I got the other day was a guy sent me a bunch of pictures of like furniture. And then he was like, sorry, don't mind me. Just moving into your DMs. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the first place you're going after isolation. Vegas. Nice. Okay. So that's, I guess, all the questions I have for you. Is there any sort of final thoughts you have or anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? No, I love that this is what you're doing and showing women entrepreneurs. It's definitely something I'm passionate about. And I've noticed in the like digital marketing influencer space that it's very like women driven and there's a big focus on women. So that's great. Thank you. And how about you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media or online? Okay. I'm Nikki Ty on everything. So N-I-K-K-I-T-I-G-H-E. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.